Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fizz, just kicking it with another little solo pod, just uh, keeping the wheels rolling, although it looks like we're going to maybe have something uh, recorded on the weekend to release next week, so... We'll see how that goes. Uh, we're just, I don't know. You know how we are. We're kind of just in this state of flux at the minute. Uh, whether we gear up for another run, uh, it, I'd say it looks like we will. Don't tell Mrs. Fish. She'd have my nuts for that. Um, but fuck it. Fuck it. It's, uh, it's all good. Anyway, hope you're all, uh, sort of in the running for your fantasy playoffs. Uh, our home league grand finals on this week. Jono and Ross, uh, the Crockett brothers. Facing off, uh, which is disturbing that one of those pricks has to win it. But uh, good luck to him. Well, mostly good luck to Ross, not to Jono. Fuck that guy. Uh, the Listener League, we have a week to play in the regular season, uh, but the top six is is set. So, um, yeah, the Vampire just coming home like a freight train. Uh, it doesn't look like, like he obviously can't make it. So uh, it was an interesting process. Uh, if we gear up again for another year, I've already got the idea. Uh, for the format, so, uh, hopefully we get, hopefully if we keep going, um, you know, something, something exciting will happen. It's probably the best part about doing the show is getting to meet people at, at live drafts. It's, uh, been awesome. And again, this year it's been, been fun in the chat. So it sort of, as happens in your draft league, it simmers down towards the end of the year, um, as players drop out of the race, but the guys have been awesome. Um, the, the Adelaide draft was a lot of fun. So we'll see what happens next year in terms of kicking it off, uh, running it, where we do it. Um, but it'll, I s- still want to keep the live aspect, um, going. So hopefully, hopefully you're smashing it and, uh, and, uh, you're making a big push for the flag. Let us know. Want to tweet it out, um, in the, in the comments. See how you're doing and, and hopefully we can get you over the line. But obviously big news broke, uh, with the, Suns reportedly going to offer Damian Hardwick a five-year five deal, which um, I think that was sort of speculated when when they sacked Stuart Jew. Um, man, five years is that's a long time. Remember, uh, the Suns signed Rory Atkins for five years, and uh, we still got two more years of that. And the first two years, let's be honest, they weren't they weren't the best years for uh, Rory, but. Obviously, if you're, you know, want a name, name like Damien Hardwick, you probably have to throw, throw a pretty big offer out there. I kind of feel bad for Stephen King. He's, um, if, if, if you look at the opponents the Suns have faced, they sit third, fifth, and sixth on the ladder. And, you know, the Suns have beaten third and fifth in the last, two of the last three weeks. Like, that's pretty impressive. They haven't beaten the, beaten the Lions in God knows how long. So, um, Obviously, the Suns have a pretty rough last four weeks, uh, three weeks on the road, but you know, they're all, all the teams except for Carlton are out of the eight. So you'd have to say they're, they're winnable matches. So I mean, if he gets them to 10th or better, uh, you'd, you'd feel like, you know, maybe you should have had a look in, but obviously they, they want the big name. Um, then they prepared to put big money out. What it's going to mean going forward for the Suns, it's hard to say. I mean, if you look at the Richmond teams under um, Damian Hardwick, they haven't exactly been super fantasy friendly, and the strengths of those teams 
aside from having literally the best player in the competition uh, for a four-year run in Dustin Martin, it's hard to see who the Suns' Dustin Martin is uh, at this point. Maybe it's Bailey Humphrey in the future, but I don't certainly want to compare anyone to um, what Dustin Martin did for a four-year run. It was just unbelievable. Uh, and the other part was the the runoff half back. I mean, they had such quality use uh, through multiple players over the years, and I, I can't see where that is at, at Gold Coast. It's probably the main weakness of the team is, is their ball use out of defense and going forward. So I'm at a complete loss as to um, how that works. And I think we had a question about Rory Atkins later. And, yeah, I mean... There's that it's really where there's they struggle for quality, so we'll see. I mean, obviously, it looks like getting done. I think it got reported as soon as <laughs> just straight off the bat that link was made. Some other little rumors around there, which I don't really, um, you know, they're just rumors. There's rumors, so um, but I think it'd you know it'd be interesting to see what they do with the assistance, um, at the draft and trade period. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I'm not a huge Damien Hardwick fan, but um, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, I don't know. Hard to climb that mountain twice, right? Uh, the other thing, um, the footy, the the grid AFL games came out. I don't know if you've played these yet. The footy grid and gridly. Uh, our man Doss is behind, I think, footy grid. Um, so it's like a nine square game where you try to uh, essentially match up players who have played for two clubs and there's often a, a column that's um, something different like a Brownlow medalist, etc., rising star winner. And you try to find the, the commonality between the two. Um, and they've both sort of, it, obviously it's American thing and it's copied. And, and I love it. I love it. It's the first thing I do with my, I get up, I have my breakfast and my cup of coffee in the morning. Um, everyone else is still asleep in the house. Obviously I work uh, on the golf course, we get out pretty early and it's just fun. It's, it's refreshed every day. Uh, I don't have to spend too long thinking about it. I, I quite enjoy it. I never got into the world, Wordle, Wordle, never got into that sort of shit. Um, but this one I kind of like. It's, it's just gets the brain started. Um, you know, you're thinking of players from yesteryear. The only thing, and, and, uh, you know, let's have a, I, I you know, I love DOS. So I'm not going to, and I think with these things, you can take them or leave them. These, these sort of games, you don't, you know, if you played every game, you'd never, <laughs> never get to work. Um, but I love both of them. I think they're great. Uh, footy grid, it looks great. The, I like the unicorn aspect. I got one unicorn with, uh, Matty Ryan, who was a player. <laughs> I don't know. When I was a, a young Gold Coast fan <laughs> back in the eighties, um, yeah, Matt Ryan from Collingwood. I don't know why I just latched on him, but anyway. That was one of those things. One of those things. Um, it's a lot of fun. It doesn't take much time. Yeah, so the only thing I want to sort of talk about between the two games is I find they become a bit repetitive uh, in terms of, you know, there's only so many players you can remember who have played for both clubs. It's... um. So I find myself like I've used the name over the last fortnight. I've used Digby Morell like eight times. And granted, that's actually a reduction in the amount of times I use the name Digby Morell 
uh, per fortnight. But I still just think it's it's a bit much, a bit too much Digby Morel for me. Um, so I, I I think that's where the American sports have a bit of an advantage. Obviously, most of the leagues over there have 30-odd teams. Um, and so I, I understand the point of the game is to find the rarest uh, player possible for the, the combination of teams. Let's say it's a, a Richmond and Melbourne square. Um and there's players who have might have played four games and, and you you judge the game judges your guess. Um and obviously the lower the the number, the better the score sort of thing. Like if you're picking the most common player, that's bad. But and, and so you can always strive to improve, I guess, but I don't wanna cheat. Like I mean, I guess it's not cheating, just you Google and find out who, who played for them and whatever. Um but I I sort of you know, this is a 10-minute game over breakfast for me. It's it's something I do whilst I'm having my coffee. I don't want to, you know, think too hard about it and, and research it. I just want to go, well, uh, Ben Holland played for Melbourne and Richmond, and that's pretty rare for for my guess. Uh, so I, I think that's – and, you know, obviously with the two games, the limited teams compared to America and is the – They'll cross over quite a bit, and uh, so that's probably the only thing. And I, the thing I like about Gridley that they're doing is they'll introduce like of because you got three columns of two columns of three things on each side. Is they'll introduce more of the uh, rising star mark of the year, and, and maybe only have uh, four teams. So I, I think that's a nice variation. I think the Footy Grid product looks better. Uh, but maybe the Gridley one and the scoring seems to be better. I don't, I don't know. The scoring is what it is. It just it's for shits and giggles, obviously. But yeah, I think they're great, and um, it'll be interesting to see if we're still playing it in six months. I, I I like it. It's good, good, good work. People who are behind that, um, and it's always <laughs> the players you can think of, and going on Twitter and seeing the other players people have thought of, and. And all that sort of stuff, but I, I don't know, man. I can't get too deep on searching for <laughs> people who play for like Carlton and Sydney, and how deep you can get with that. Although it was funny on Twitter today, I saw a reference to Clinton King, and I was like, "Holy shit, yeah, wow, that's a throwback." But um, anyway, the grid games, good stuff. Do you play them? Let us know. AFLW fantasy. So the AFL fantasy site that's sort of come out, it's, um, they're going to be releasing their own version of AFL fantasy car on the line, which, uh, wow, that's really nice. It's interesting. Uh, you know, the AFLW supporters would say it's about time. It's about time. Uh, obviously, uh, Selby over at Marrow's Magic has, has run the AFLW comp. Uh, I saw people in the Twitter saying, I hope Selby knew about this as they, he had proprietary rights to a women's fantasy football league, which is, uh, it's kind of funny that like if you, uh, pioneer something and it has enough interest, then Big Brother will take that. And I don't think it's a nasty thing. It's just a matter of fact thing. And honestly, it should be seen as a good thing that, uh, it might introduce more people and especially more women. And, and girls to fantasy. I think that'd be great to, it's a bit of a sausage fest over here. Let's be honest. Um, 
to the game of fantasy football. And I think, you know, conversely, it can introduce, uh, some guys to f- female footballers. I certainly, I won't be playing. I have no fucking clue. Uh, I really have no idea, um, about the league or any of the players. So I, I <laughs> steering my head well clear of that, but, um, you know, it's good. I think it's a great thing. Um, it can only be a good thing and, any anything like this for the women's league can only be a good thing um, in terms of more exposure, more TV time, more games, uh, all that sort of thing. I'm sure participation rates are through the roof. And whether participation rates correlate into viewership rates, uh, that's a different story. But uh, I think you'd need to continually get people into the sport uh, you see so many sports around that are, are really struggling. Uh, I think football in, in Tasmania, I think, has been well documented how much it's struggling. Uh, obviously, it's a logistical nightmare putting putting so many people on a field, I think, as well. And, and I think it's, that's what I wanted to talk about this is we sort of forget, um, you know, there's so many good sports out there. Like, I love basketball growing up. I play lawn bowls. Uh, I like my running. I love snooker. Um, and you know, a lot of these sports are just, uh, they're, they're a footnote, right? In the, in the, in the paper at best, at best. It's, um, and especially basketball, because I've seen on Twitter and that from, say, basketball media, the NBL media. Why aren't more people watching basketball? This is the best the product's ever been. We're getting, Future stars who are about to be drafted into America. Um, you know, the players are great. The league's really taking a big international standing. And I think something sports that aren't AFL men's, uh, need to have a think about is that they're not, uh, the water cooler topic of discussion. Like I didn't used to be a football fan through my teenage years. It was only when I entered the workforce that I realized if I didn't know anything about football, I was going to struggle to hold down a conversation in any fucking workplace I ever worked at in my life. Um, and, and luckily, fantasy sports came along shortly thereafter, and and that was how I sort of got interested a bit more. But if you meet someone for the first time and it's football season, you will ask them, hey, what's your name? Are you into the footy? It's, it's something we do. Uh, I don't care if you're a man, woman, Whatever, like the workplace probably has a tipping contest. That it, that is what dominates discussion. It's probably in a similar way, like when I was growing up, and if you're an old fucker like me, The Simpsons was on once a week. You'd watch it. You'd probably tape it on your VCR so you could watch it until the next week's episode. But you'd go in the next day and just talk jokes from The Simpsons with your mates. Like that was something you did. That was a water cooler event. The, uh, the Simpsons, much like, you know, like, uh, I'm sure like the Seinfeld finale and the Cheers finale and shit like this in years gone by. I don't see these sports making it like, uh, you're not going to ask someone which NBL team they fucking go for. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, so I, you know, I, you know, I'd love to see all sport. All sports are great. Like my daughter's started playing hockey and I, look, I don't know the first fucking thing about hockey. I've started learning so I can um, practice with her when it's not practice time and all that sort of shit. But they struggle to get players. 
Uh, there's no exposure for hockey. Is it any less deserving than other sports? Of course not. It's a, you know, great game. Um, so whether uh, AFL, I, I know I think it's hard for AFLW to be compared to the men's league uh, because I just don't know that it has that water cooler aspect to it, especially if it's not played um, in season. So I don't know. But hey, look, I hope they get more money. I hope they get more games. Uh, the people who play it, and same with any sport, I hope they get whatever the fuck you want. But you know, we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. But you got to grow the game. Um, like I said, hockey is is dying. Uh, tennis, holy shit, man! Tennis across the country dying. Cricket clubs are struggling. And you see it in the country probably more than the city. But whew, times are tough, man. Times are tough. Uh, I have some other thoughts on that, but that's more, more of a um, geopolitical setup, which is uh, what we talk about here on the Draft Doctors. We'll switch gears pretty, pretty uh, frequently. Anyway, what are we talking about next? Twitter. Oh, my God. Yeah, what happened with that? It's called X. Uh, if you don't know X, X is a band. Uh, they had some good songs, but I'm not super in love with it. Uh, I find it weird, the St. Kilda bashing, as though... Like, their, their odds to win the premiership are 80 to 1, which is the same as, like, the team who's 12th. I, th- I think they're the same odds as Adelaide, and they're fifth on the ladder. It's, um, it's pretty crazy, man. You can only beat who's in front of you. Um, it's sort of why, why I hope to God the Suns don't finish, um, 12th, which, man, fuck, I'm a bit terrified. We need to finish 13th. Isn't it busted how, like, um, I, I watched the, the gettable promo today and they're talking about, uh, how the Suns pick is up for grabs, which is currently pick five because the Suns have so many players who are going to be hot prop, like they're going to get drafted early. So they have to match bids. Isn't it just, so they may as well trade the pick out. Isn't it just ridiculous in a scenario where like these guys are going to go before your pick. So the move is to, you, you may as well trade out your pick. Uh, it's just doesn't it seem stupid to me it, it's um it can't be right the same with the father sons like okay be smart trade it out play the game um there's going to be the end of the academy picks that's for sure anyway we'll move on to the twitter questions jamie will there be an off-season patch-up coffee between draft doctors and afl ratings it's, it seems hard to hard to <laughs> to see from this point um I don't, I don't know this guy at all. Um, he seemed, man, the, it was funny when we got blocked and tweeted out and everyone basically just said this guy's a cockhead. I don't know him personally and so I can't comment. But what I can say is that one of the draft doctors did a podcast with him on another show. And the first thing, um, that was said was, I don't listen to your show, <laughs> which it's a great way to break bread, isn't it? What a- <laughs> Just couldn't even softball in a lie like, oh, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of you guys. <laughs> Whatever, man. I don't know. It just seems strange to me that um, I think we're we're fine. We're fine. Maybe we'll create. Well, I suppose we did create the Craft Doctors account. So maybe once we get the Raft Doctors and the Laugh Doctors and <laughs> the Bath Doctors, Shart Doctors, Major any deep dish league forwards with a good run? Don't know, Major. Don't know. Go to uh, DFS Australia and have a look at uh, the matchup chart. Frogger, 
Took versus Sorco. When is a squirrel grip okay? Yeah, look, it depends on how tight the grip is. Depends on how tight the grip is, Mrs. Fizz. She could do a bit more squirrel gripping, if we're being honest. Maybe a bit more. Uh, Port, Alir and Lockie Jones, sanctional conduct by the Port Medico or isolated misjudgment. Doesn't look good, man. Um, man, they, they, the vis, it's all visuals, right? And the visuals are terrible. So, yeah, not good. Not good for Port. Uh, Sam Flanders, have the apologies been as loud as their disrespect was? They have not been very loud. They have not been very loud at all. Um, Flanders, absolutely cutting it to shreds. Be interested to see what he does in the trade and draft period. Hopefully he resigns. Uh, and truth to the rumors, he has been offered life membership at the shed. Uh, we, we can't confirm. Can't confirm. Uh, Miller Time Heart solo pods, aren't they the best? If I talk into the void but then put it on Spotify, that makes me slightly less insane. What's Spotify? Don't know. Uh, the real Oogie Boogie shout out to Aaron Hall, who announced his retirement today, was a major contributor to my seven fantasy draft premierships in 21 22. Sadly, his fall from grace this year has coincided with my own. Yeah, look, he was injured a lot, he was dropped a lot, but fuck, he was the best damn defender you could find in fantasy. Um, been a couple of retirements, so Aaron, Aaron Hall, obviously a superstar, son's legend. Uh, the guy from Sydney, um, uh, I forget his name. Yeah, he retired. Uh, Key Ford, don't worry about it, not relevant. Um, and Shannon Hearn, my personal favorite, my boy, Shannon Hearn, fucking, I thought he had at least, uh, a four year deal in him. So, um, put your whatever out for Shannon Hearn, my boy, my boy, disappointing, disappointing. Uh, Ben, general vibes on Rory Atkins going forward. Yeah. So I think it's a good, good question. He's been pretty relevant this year. Uh, if you're talking to keep league, I find it hard to believe you're keeping him, but Lucky Well has gone under the knife for another ACL. Um, like I spoke about with, um, Damien Hardwick, the, the halfbacks at Richmond have been pretty, pretty good for fantasy, really, whilst the rest of the team was shit. Uh, it, it's, I mean, does Joel Jeffrey get a go? I think, I think, you know, you can probably expect much of the muchness next year as long as he's fit, which is, Pretty ridiculous to say. It's going to be really super interesting what they do with their Ford setup next year. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, the back line, there's, there's points for grabs though. Uh, and will Connor Blakely finally get the chance to thrive under Dimmer? I think Connor Blakely's done, dude. Um, what else we got? Taylor, I'm assuming Lizzo would have used Ladyfinger Bananas. Okay, so this was a thing where... We'll get back to this one, actually. Toby, Soldo, Keeper Stash. Is he? How old's Soldo? I don't even know that. Ivan Soldo, how old is he? He's only he's really only relevant because he's got the forward status and the other guy's always injured or s- suspended. He's 27. <sighs> it's hard to imagine he has the forward status next year, though. That's the killer. So he's just a rock. I don't. I don't think so. Not unless you're in a super deep league. I'm probably passing on that. And Harrison Petty to go bang against North. Uh, I wouldn't bank on it. Maybe. 
uh, Barry the Pelican, Gaff or Ellis for a Supercoach stream this week. Gap has an uptick in scoring and wings typically score well against Essendon, but his season numbers have got me concerned. First week of finals, so pressure's on. Yeah, I would have played Gaff last week. No, not last week. Two weeks ago uh, against Carlton. I'm not playing Ellis against Adelaide. That doesn't seem like a great matchup. Um, so I'd probably go Gaff if it's a head-to-head choice. Um, Forked Hawk, with all these players retiring effective immediately are the famous retirement game junk time matches for fantasy coaches at the risk of extinction. It's a good point. It's a really good point. We don't want to see those go go out. I I, I suspect there'll be a couple more. Surely you've got... Who have we got? The Suns play... The Suns play North in the last round. I know that much. Um, in Hobart. I mean, you'd love to see, like, Connors just, just have like 45, 45 touches. That'd be brilliant. Okay. So the Lizzo, um, so this singer Lizzo forced dancers to eat bananas from sex workers' vaginas during Amsterdam trip. Okay. So the question was about, this because we retreated it. We thought it was a good idea for to get into the Listener League next year. Not sure which state we should have that in. Maybe Tasmania. I'm assuming Taylor. I'm assuming Lizzo would have used lady finger bananas. Which ones are lady fingers? I don't know. Um, my question is whether the bananas were BYB. Or were they supplied? Maybe it means BYO. Were they supplied? Could Shed 16 be Lizzo's next concert location? It might be. She's probably going to get her ass cancelled over this one. It's not going to be good for Lizzo. You're a fan of... I can't imagine many of our... There can't be a big crossover of Lizzo fans and uh, Draft Doctors. I don't think we have fans. We have people who tolerate our shit. Anyway, on that banana vagina eating note, We'll wrap it up, and um, I think Stato Stato's back. I, I, I messaged Stato this week, and he um, he's keen to run. I don't really want to talk to Jono because he will have won the flag, the fucking asshole. And um, I can't deal with that. I just can't deal with that. It's too much, too much. But we'll see what happens. All right, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.